0: still went through all his usual routines before retiring. But mostly he lay flat on his back in his bed, in his marvellous new apartment in London's West End, dog-tired and bone-deep weary, and prayed for sleep that never came. Too tired to sit up and read or even watch television, too tired to do anything but stare into the dark and wait for the night to end. Sometimes he would get up and sit on the edge of the bed, head hanging down. And sometimes he would get up and walk around the room in the dark, trying to convince his body how tired it was and how late it was, hoping against hope that just this once his body would give up and let him sleep. But mostly he lay there, legs crossed and hands folded neatly across his chest, as though wanting to be ready for the undertaker if he should happen to die in the night opening and closing his eyes, though it didn't really make much difference. Because, in the end, it was another night without Kim. Until one night, a scattered ethereal glow appeared at the foot of his bed, slowly concentrating into the form of the ghost girl Kim. She hovered at the foot of his bed, looking just as she had the first time he had seen her in the London Underground, A beautiful, pre-Raphaelite dream of a woman, forever in her twenties, the age she was when she was murdered. A great mane of glorious red hair tumbled down past her shoulders, framing a high-boned, sharply defined face, with vivid green eyes and a wide, smiling mouth. She wore a long white dress, that clung tightly here and there, to show off her magnificent figure. and she shone and shimmered in the gloom of the bedroom, like a star fallen to earth. How nice, thought J.C. I'm finally asleep and dreaming of Kim. You're not dreaming, darling, said Kim. I'm here. I'm back. J.C. sat bolt upright in bed. A fierce golden glow blazed from his wide open eyes, the only outward sign of how deeply he'd been touched by forces from outside. J.C. froze where he was, afraid to do anything that might disturb the vision or frighten her away. Hello, J.C., said Kim. Have you missed me? More than life itself, J.C. said hoarsely, because it isn't living if you're not with me. Are you really back now? Tell me this isn't only another brief encounter because I don't think I could bear to lose you again. I'm back, said Kim, but if you want to keep me, you're going to have to fight for me. You have to come and get me right now. Where are you? Said J. C. Were you lost me? Said Kim. Outside Chimera House. I'm there now, waiting for you. Then she was gone. And the only light in the darkened room came from JC's eyes, as he glared desperately around him. He grabbed up his phone from the table beside his bed and called his teammates, Happy and Melody. He had their number on speed dial, right next to a 24-hour exorcist and dentist. He was shuddering all over, clinging to every detail of what he'd just seen, fighting to convince himself it had been real and not a dream. He'd only got through to Melody and Happy's apartment and heard Melody's voice at the other end, and the phone went dead in his hand and the television set at the other end of his bedroom suddenly turned itself on, blasting light into the darkened room. And there on the screen, were Happy and Melody, staring out at him from their bedroom all the way across the city in North London. They were sitting together on the end of their bed, shoulder to shoulder, wearing matching toweling dressing gowns, and matching furry Sasquatch slippers. J.C. slowly put his phone down. "'I can see you,' He said to the faces on his television. And you can see me, can't you? JC became suddenly self conscious and pulled his bedclothes securely about him because he slept in the raw. Yes, we can see you, said Melody. And will you please put on your sunglasses because you're blinding us with the glare? JC picked up the very dark sunglasses from his bedside table and slipped them on. The golden glare cut off immediately though a little light still spilled around the edges. J.C. gathered his dignity about him and glared at his television set. All right, he said steadily.